1: Hey there, welcome to the Faith Love Sisters. We are uh, in the second day of our week this week, and we established yesterday that I don't know what week it is, so we're just going to keep rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe before we record next time, I'll figure it out, but we're in day two, um, and we are in Hebrews 3, 12 through 19. Um, we talked a lot about hardened hearts yesterday, and we're going to talk a little bit about it again today, but we're going to soften things a little bit, um, if you will, with our discussion. So, Terry, why don't you start us out?
2: Excuse me. <clears throat> for who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that he would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that if they were unable to enter, they, they were unable to enter because of unbelief.
1: When I read this, I read this with a lot of like, and who was it? And who was it? And who was it? Like, pull your heads together, folks. And remember, please, because these are all rhetorical questions. And <laughs> this should be so ingrained that we should not even have to talk about them. Okay. But if you, no. <laughs> but if you don't, <laughs> not personally, not who, oh. not, to, not, not tonight the the author is saying this to his specific audience is it in my head so for those of you who are listening you do need some context <laughs> we're talking about the israelites and them wandering in the desert because of their unbelief and their disobedience and their just not wiseness um, <laughs> which you can catch in catch in exodus and numbers right Did I say that right? Well,
3: yes, in this particular instance, but it is kind of throughout the
1: whole Bible. (laughs) Well, it is. But this specifically, the wandering in the desert, the bodies that are perishing in the wilderness, yeah, you can catch that there. So when Mm -hmm. I just said that chidingly, it was not toward those who are listening in this day and age. (laughs) Yeah. And this was a
3: really important warning to the Hebrews, the audience of this letter, um, they were under duress. And so this provides some hope for them or some clarification, I think. Um, I I think it's easy to get mad at God when things aren't working out the way we expect it. I'm like, well, where did the complaining even start? And it was like, well, I wasn't expecting manna. Let's start there every day. But I don't know if that was a bad thing. It might have been a great thing. Um. Starts with that complaining, right? And things aren't the way I want them to be, so then, right, right when we do that, we're out of order. We've placed ourselves above God, saying that we know what should be happening here. Um, I, and I know there's times that I will cry out with God, but it has a different attitude with it, like for justice. If something seems so wrong, it's like, God. What are you talking about? What are you thinking, Lord? But it is this part where He is God, where I'm not, you know what I'm talking about? That difference? And so that's that difference between complaining and then going to Him and giving Him your problems and beseeching Him. Yeah. yeah. When
2: you're complaining, I feel like you're not even really looking for an answer. You just want to voice just your feelings. Event. You just want to let someone know you're not happy, <clears throat> excuse me, or, you know, just not happy with them. But when you cry out to God with your heart, you are looking for an answer, his answer. His answer. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully to soften your heart, that, that un, the the hard heart leads to uh, uh,
3: being unable to trust God. Mm-hmm. So. And unable to hear him. And Mm -hmm. so he might be saying, go this way, take care of it this way. And you're not hearing it. I know for me, I'm not hearing it when I'm in those spaces. I'm just so angry. Yeah.
1: So we talked yesterday a lot about having a hard heart. And if we find ourselves there, because I I don't know, I have had seasons where my heart has been harder than others. Um, and I don't think I'm alone in that. Um, but when you get to that point where you're like, I'm done, I'm not listening. I'm not, um, I'm not interested. How, like, is there a road, a ramp back onto the road? And what does that look like?
3: Yeah, that, that kind of goes back to what we talked about yesterday too. tell the truth. Even if it's just yourself. Acknowledge what's going on and see it and say it. And I I remember a friend of mine, her son died, and I was so angry at God. So incredibly angry. I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. And I kept acting like a Christian, but I had kept a part of my heart away from him. And this went on for three years. And I mean, I was faithful in Bible study, kept going to church, the whole thing. was like, don't talk to me about that. And then finally, it was like, it was really clear, like, we got to have it out. And I, it started with like, God, like, what, why is this? Okay, fine. And then it was, he was like, I love you. I was like, don't play the love card. Talk to my hand. <laughs> I was so angry. I was so hurt. And really, it came to just a piece of grief that I wasn't, I just didn't feel able to process. I couldn't do it. And then eventually, pouring it out to him my heart was changed and it did soften. And I know that he has that person um, as, and he loves that person even more than I did, you know, it, but it took me a long time to get there.
0: Well, I think that's the deceitfulness that comes in. You know, the enemy's always trying to make us doubt God's character. Mm-hmm. Is he really a good God? Does he really love you? Well, How much does he really love you? How much will he put up with? How far will he let you go? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's not really much discussion in the word at this point about the um, Israelites in the desert and how Satan would have been tempting them. But you better believe they right. were getting plenty of temptation out there, just like we get it today. So when I read through all this, I thought, okay, so it's, it all boils down to unbelief. Do I really believe that God is good? Do I really believe that he loves me with an everlasting love? Um, do I believe that he forgives me? As far as the East is from the West, he forgets my sins. Do I really believe that? Um, and I think sometimes when we harden our hearts, like you were talking about with your, with your friend's son, it's a kind of a personal thing. You know, I, I can't let myself believe that. Something has happened in my life that i I'm, I'm not going to just buy it wholesale, that God loves me no matter what, and that mm-hmm. he's really got good plans for me and everybody else and I think that's where we start to harden our hearts. We get disappointed by life, by situations, and so then we have unbelief that God is really a good God and who He says He is, and that He loves us how much He loves us, and once we start take that little bite of that unbelief, it grows. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if we're not careful, that's what can lead us down the road to a hardened heart. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really pretty much boils back down to unbelief.
3: That, um, the FOIA box with David Guzik, when we don't believe in God, we don't stop believing. We simply start believing in a lie.
0: Mm. Well, you know, for us Christians today, it's it's our believing right that's what saves us. Right? It's not what we do. Right. It's not our works. Um, hopefully, they follow along after the believing. But right. but it's right believing that saves us. Believing that Jesus came and died for our sins. That He was who He said He was. Um, and if we get that wrong, then it, nothing else matters. Um, so they didn't believe, and because of their unbelief, they could not enter into their promised land. So We have to believe in order to enter ours for eternity. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw that as a picture of, okay, this is where unbelief leads. It leads to the desert
1: mm-hmm.
0: for them and for us, too.
1: That's a lonely place to be, too.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's when, why friendships are so important in the body of Christ. We, we do need to be reminded um, of who God is. Like sometimes we forget. Mm-hmm. We forget how much He loves us. We forget His mercy, how great it is. Um, I know when my mom was still alive, you know, and she was— getting older, and she was so unhappy to be getting older, losing her faculties, losing her physicality, losing all the things that kind of made up part of who she was. Um, and she would get a little bit mad sometimes at God. And, and, I, and I would, so we would remind each other. We would sit, and I would say, but remember, the word says, you know, this. And, and the word says that. And she'd say, well, I know that. <laughs> and we would have that discussion that, yeah, of course you know it. But mm-hmm. you need somebody to remind you. So that's what fellowship is really all about, is to build one another up, to remind one another of who we are and who God is. Um, and I think that's what's going on in Hebrews here, too. The writer mm-hmm. is reminding them mm-hmm. of who they are.
1: And the writer also says in Verse 13, encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so none of you may be hardened. Yeah. So he even says, like, guess what? You're in this together. You need Mm -hmm. each other. Mm
0: -hmm. So when I start feeling grumpy, and maybe God's disappointed me, or he's not doing things the way I want. If I voice that to one of you guys, you're going to say, well, now Angie, (laughs) back that up a little bit. You know, that's not true. God does love you. He does want the best for you. You're going to encourage me. That's, I think that's the kind of encouragement it's talking about. Yeah.
3: Yeah, So in that is some correction too, correcting, not in a shaming or bad way, but going, well, let's just look at what God says. Let's start looking at the truth. Let's start saying, let's start um,
0: speaking that out loud.
3: Because remembering. the
0: thinking gets and remembering, into our thinking. Remember. I'm sorry, God. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of voices from the world out there coming at us all the time, um, and so we got to make sure that we have some Christian voices too, right? Um, you know what, Suzanne? To finish out that
2: verse, it said that none of you um, exhort one another every day as long as you says, Why? So that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, and I really thought about that. It's um, the deceitfulness of sin. So mm-hmm. many times it doesn't just come knocking on the door. Yo, I'm here for your daily dose of hardening of your heart, or what it's sin. You know, I, I was reminded then of the of the drift. You know, yes. you drift, mm-hmm. and here's one thing that I, I'm gonna. Be open and transparent and tell you. I am tempted to lie sometimes. And it's not on the big things, but it's on things like, and to people who don't care. (laughs) Which makes it seem more okay. For instance, today I had a doctor's appointment and I didn't want to go. I didn't feel like it. And I thought I might call up and just say, I'm sorry, but I'm feeling sick because also I don't want to pay the the not showing up fee or the fee (laughs) for calling before 24 hours. So I thought to myself, I will call and I'll just say, I'm feeling worse and worse as the day gets by. I haven't taken my temperature, but I think I do have a fee. (laughs) And they'd be going, no, no, stay home. We don't want you. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Just because they don't know me. Just because they don't really care if I come or not, I, we're not friends. I they have no right to lie about things, even something like that. So but Harry, you know, I'm so, in
0: there with you every time somebody asks me how much I weigh. <laughs> I do not want to tell them the truth.
2: Okay, no. here's you know what, here's the, the truth.
0: truth
3: is, this is the truth. I don't weigh myself anymore. Because <laughs> if I lost No, I'm not kidding you. I don't have any idea. It's mm-hmm. like because if I've gained weight, I'm like, oh, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Right? If I've lost weight, I'm like, yeah, I got some room. Let's go.
0: It's like <laughs> neither <laughs> one serves me. <laughs> <Yes>. Neither one. <laughs> I think that's wisdom. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So, At a certain point.
3: I just kind of got off of that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no,
3: I mean, it, my doctors it, it do. The
2: deceitfulness of sin tells you yeah. just one little lie. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. going to hurt anything. Yeah. Oh, really? Except for the next time, it might make it a little easier to do it. And then pretty soon, I'm a big fat liar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you have to keep your
2: eyes open for that deceitfulness of sin. Because once you fall into that, you, you, uh, you have no ability to trust.
3: So, okay, let me just talk this through a little bit. So what if you were like perfect and on it, and you never lied? You didn't even have a little lie. You were always on it. You know, you were very—I'll um, call it—religious about it. Then we could, mm. right? We could
1: maybe call you Jesus, and that's yeah. the
3: only person, right? Or what you could maybe call me is someone who's who's more focused on me doing everything right by my power. The way this happens is that connection with God. And I would, so if I did it all that way and I went, I'm good, I don't have any lies. Well, that's a lie, right? First off, but it's like, it's like it's the connection with God that helps you know that does that conviction in your heart, like, oh, I guess I will go into the doctors or it's that connection with God. That's what He wants. Lie, no lie. That's not the issue as much as. What's going on here? Let's tell the truth. What's going on? No. And listening when the Holy Spirit says, what? (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) You'll be happy. Just go. (laughs) Yeah. Get it over with. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's the sinfulness. It comes in the back door. Quietly slips in when you're not looking.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: And you're like. Oh, here you are <laughs> I've been looking for you <laughs> honestly honestly it's ridiculous yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but then even just having that connection with God and saying God really do you yeah. believe what I'm doing right now yeah and have you believe I wanted that. to do that <laughs> right yeah right like why do I even entertain this because right? sin comes like you're saying it comes in really tiny if it came in <laughs> <never mind. laughs> That's a really funny way to mess with you Terry sorry I need to stop talking right now. I just take, <laughs> take
2: it. Bring it, girlfriend. Bring it. <laughs> I
1: can't. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, well, like okay. like Terry said, like if it were this big thing knocking on the door, like you know, like the old Saturday Night Live skit, like Land Shark. Yeah, know, like, I
2: know. I um, <laughs> like who's gonna delivery? Be- delivery. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I mean, who's gonna answer to that? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, so right. it's that little bit where it just wiggles its way in.
3: Okay, now I can say it. Like Terry, if there was a stripper at your door, you would slam the door, right? But a land shark, you might let them in. Thank you, Susan. me get through that. <laughs> <laughs> but I then, buy. what would happen?
2: <laughs> uh, uh, um, well, so moving on a little bit. Okay, the we way probably should. To, um, hopefully, keep on on top of all that sinning and unbelief and whatever is the way to do that is to be abiding in him mm-hmm. and that's what he he's saying you've got to you've got to stick with Jesus you've got to abide in him you've got to be in the word you've got to remember and when you abide in me there will be
3: fruit mm-hmm. which will be truth telling
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah
3: and and it it won't happen accidentally it's a choice Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it's making that choice. And if you you can't make it every day, you've got friends and people around you mm-hmm. who can help you with that.
1: You have us. That's yes,
3: right. you have yeah. us. It's great. Now you have like what strippers and like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Land sharks. Land sharks
3: in your head. <laughs> no, so we someone, are helpful.
2: Someone just barely tunes in, like they just tune in. So, you know, if a stripper knocks on your
3: door, <laughs> how's that I for clickbait? a
2: Christian program.
1: <laughs> right. How's this going to help me? Hmm. Oh boy. Maybe that'll be this episode's title. If a stripper oh knocks on your door. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have said anything. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, maybe we need to spend a little bit of time abiding. Uh, Yeah, (laughs)
3: let's do that.
1: Yes, Angie, will you lead us to that, please? Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Oh, Father, we do want to abide in you, Lord. We want to live every moment of every day with you in relationship with you, aware of your presence, aware of who you are. Um, Father, I know sometimes we don't prioritize you. You know, we, we get caught up in scheduling our day and what we've got to do, and um, we don't put you first. We don't make that abiding time as important as meal time or exercise time or work time. So, Father, I just pray that for all of us um, that are studying your word here, that you will help us to understand what it means to abide. Teach us, Father, how to put you first, how to prioritize our time with you over our time doing anything else, Lord. Because, Father, we do want to abide in you. We want to know you. We want to love you. We want to be a part of what you're doing in the earth. Um we want to please you, Father, and worship you because you alone are worthy of our worship. So, Father, just I pray that the Holy Spirit will help us. I don't think that this is something that we can do in our own strength. I think mm-hmm. we really need help with this. So, Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will teach us. That's what your word says, he's our teacher, right? And our guide. I pray that he will teach us and guide us to abide in you more fully. And Lord, as always, we thank you. Um, We couldn't do this life without you, Lord. We thank you that you are always here for us, that you always hear our prayers, and that you always answer. Even when it may not look like it, when we don't see those answers the way we think they should look. Your word is true, Father, and and we know that you do hear and you do answer. And so, Father, we pray that you'll answer this prayer tonight to teach us how to abide in you and to guide us into your presence. And for that, Father, we will always worship you and give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And cut.